Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spirited and spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning, and I'm very glad you've joined us here. We come from a long tradition of believing that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. In the spirit of that tradition, we, when we are together, greet the divine on a Sunday morning by turning to the people around us and welcoming them here. Instead, in these days of hunkering down and being remote, we greet one another in the comments as the video progresses. It's lovely to see those of you here who are not geographically close to us. We welcome you all. It's been years since the kids have grown A life of their own Left us alone John and Linda Living on the hall Joe somewhere on the road We lost Davy in the Korean War I still don't know what for Don't matter anymore You know what old trees just grow stronger Hollow ancient eyes 
Please don't just pass on by and stare as if you didn't care. Say hello when you're there. Hello. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. It is our practice to begin our service by lighting a chalice, which is a symbol of our faith. As you can see, I've lit our chalice, so I invite you to say our chalice lighting words with me. We light this chalice so that its flame may signify the spiritual strands of light that bind our hearts and souls with one another. Even while we must be physically apart, we bask in its warmth together. Our reading today is by E.E. E. Cummings. I thank you, God, for most this amazing. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day, for the leaping, greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I who have died am alive again today. And this is the son's birthday. This is the birthday of life and of love and of wings and of gay, great happening illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being, doubt unimaginable you? Now the ears of my ears awake. Now the eyes of my eyes are opened. One of the things that our congregation wrote in order to guide us as we move into the future together is our mission. We wrote it on the wall of our sanctuary where we hope to see it again soon. Let us say it together to remind ourselves what we are doing as a church when we're in the building and also when we're outside the building, because sometimes the church leaves the building. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. One of the ways that those of us who identify as white can help to build the beloved community is by letting the veil be lifted from our eyes about our white supremacist culture. This doesn't mean everybody's in the clan. It just means our culture is built so that the white people come out on top. One of the ways we can see that is by looking at the deaths from coronavirus. Black and brown people are dying disproportionately from the virus. Let yourself be curious about what a couple of centuries of disparity can do in order to create that outcome. Also, on a positive note, I want to say so many thanks to a NASA mathematician that we lost last month, February 24th, Dr. Katherine Johnson whose computations helped the U.S. put a man on the moon. Today's meditative reading comes to us from Mary Carr. Carr 
is a white American poet and essayist born in Southeast Texas and currently living in New York, where she teaches at Syracuse University. In her 2013 memoir, Lit, she writes, If you live in the dark a long time and the sun comes out, you do not cross into it whistling. There's an initial uprush of relief at first, then, for me anyway, a profound dislocation. My old assumptions about how the world works are buried, yet my new ones aren't yet operational. There's been a death of sorts. But without a few days in hell, no resurrection is possible. Now is the time in our service when we enter together into an attitude of meditation and prayer where we speak to God or listen to God as we understand God or listen to the inner wisdom that is within us or just watch our breath as it comes in and out of our bodies. Let us take a moment to breathe together and I would like to say a prayer. Beloved spirit of life and truth, bless us. Let us watch over one another as we are in this time, whether we are working outside the home, trying to work inside the home with children or without children, or just isolating in our homes because we might be in a high risk community. Please bless us and give us the energy to stay connected to one another. We ask for insight and clarity. We ask for comfort and we ask for love. May we feel ourselves held in the arms of the great compassion. May it be so.
Easter. Our cousins and brothers and sisters who are Christians are today celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, which turned him from being Rabbi Jesus into being the Christ, Savior of humanity. Today, instead of talking about Jesus, which I normally do, I'm going to talk about the story of Ishtar, a Sumerian goddess. This is one of the oldest faith stories in the history of humanity from about 5,000 years ago from the land between the rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates. The Easter holiday was probably not named after Ishtar herself, but after Ilstra, the goddess of the dawn, who was a Germanic goddess. There are a lot of goddesses that have similar names all around Europe and the Middle East. And these people were trading cultures and traveling cultures, and so it's not surprising that they may have influenced one another. So the story of Ishtar goes like this. Ishtar ruled her lands with her husband or her consort, Dimuz, or Tammuz, who was a shepherd, and their two children. So what happened was she bent her ear toward the underworld. Now, the word for ear and wisdom are the same thing, and so it could mean she was thinking about, puzzling about the underworld. Her sister, Erishkegel, was a queen in the underworld, and she had just lost her husband, and the funeral was going on, and Ishtar wanted to go to the funeral. Voluntarily descending to the underworld, she arrives at the first gate. The gatekeeper is skeptical and says to her, Who are you? She says, I am queen of heaven on my way to the east. He says, Give me your crown. She says, Why? He says, Quiet, Ishtar. The ways of the underworld are perfect and must not be questioned. At the second gate, 
her earrings are removed from her ears. At the third gate, the necklace from her neck. At the fourth gate, the ornaments from her breast. At the fifth gate, the girdle from her waist. At the sixth gate, the bracelets from her hands and feet. And at the seventh gate, the covering cloak of her body. Ishtar protests as every single element of her power is taken from her, stripped from her. She meets her sister who turns upon her the eyes of death, the evil eye. Her sister is not a good force in the world. So Ishtar becomes diseased. Ishtar dies. Ishtar is hung in her sister's chambers from a book hanging from the ceiling like a piece of meat. She hangs there for three days. Up on the surface, her friend, her warrior handmaiden, is worrying about her and she deputizes two small animals to go down and look for her. They turn themselves into flies, the lowest form of life. And they go down looking for Ishtar. The handmaiden has said to them, you're going to find the queen of the underworld and she's going to be moaning in pain. She's sad and she's mean. And so moan with her. Moan with her. Don't try to cheer her up. Sit with her in her sorrow. They did that. And Ereshkigal, the queen of the underworld, was grateful to them for not cheering her up, for moaning with her. And she said, I would like to give you a gift. What gift would you like? And they asked for the corpse of Ishtar. They sprinkled food and water on Ishtar's body, and she came back to life and returned with them to her kingdom. Once she got there, she discovered she had two demons stuck to her from the underworld, and the demons were demanding that she send back a substitute for herself to the underworld. She saw her husband, who was ruling the kingdom and didn't appear to have missed her at all, and suddenly it occurred to her who the perfect person to send as her replacement might be. Timos' sister pleaded and said, please don't send my brother to the underworld. I'll go instead. Send me. So they took turns. The husband was there for six months, and the sister was there for six months, and they worked it out that way. But Ishtar continued to reign. Ishtar is only one among many, many dying and rising gods in the human mythology. It's easy to see why agricultural cultures might tell stories of dying and rising. You plant the seed, the seed seems to die. Then the plant comes up again and seems to die. The seeds fall to the ground and they're in the cold, cold ground for a while. And then new life comes. This is the mystery. All that falls shall rise again. Sometimes during this time of pandemic, I think we are feeling like our powers are being stripped from us. We like to do things. We like to be effective in the world. We like to be good at what we do. 
We had our lives all arranged and things have been stripped from us. Our children's school placement was stripped from us and we are now having to be the perfect parents and get our work done and be our children's teachers at the same time. Nobody can do that. Nobody can do that well. We find ourselves stripped of our confidence as we go out into the world. We are used to just being able to drop by the grocery store, the drugstore, whatever we need. We can get, we go to the office supply store, we go get what we need, whatever we can afford. And now we have to wait. We have to ask the grocery store if they will please send us some things. And sometimes they can and sometimes they can't. And so we are always surprised when we open our grocery delivery and see what there actually is. It's a kind of a strange time. And we try to connect with our families for Passover or for Easter dinner by the Zoom platform or on Skype or whatever we're using. And it's beautiful and it's somewhat satisfying. And we like seeing one another's faces, but there's nothing like actually being together the introverts among us may be finding this a restful time and they recharge by being alone and the extroverts among us are finding this very wearying because we recharge by being with other people it would be nice to have a balance again it would be nice and I'm hoping that as we emerge from this underground time together this time of overwhelm and too much and feeling guilty that we're not being good enough parents or we're not being good enough people, we're not being good enough helpers, we're not doing our jobs in the way that we would like to do them, that we might keep some of the good things about this time with us. We might change our way of being in the world a little bit because of this learning time and this self-reflection time. What I want to say this Easter morning is behold the mystery. All that falls shall rise again. Every Sunday, we collect an offering, 
And this Sunday, as with all of our remote Sundays, we ask for you to go to our donation link, which will be in the comments. It's important for us to continue supporting one another during this time. As you know, we are continuing to pay our hourly employees, and we are also helping members out of the Caring Fund who have to have their power reconnected, their water reconnected, who have to have help with their rent. This is a time when we are leaning on you heavily, and we are leaning on one another heavily. May we all be strong enough, at least every other day, to continue. When it asks you for which fund you would like to contribute to, please choose Plate. And thank you again. Please say with me our words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Sing with me if you care to. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn, all that die shall be reborn. Corn and grain, corn and grain, all that falls shall rise again. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn, all that die shall be reborn. Corn and grain, corn and grain, all that falls shall rise again. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.